This week on You Should Be Watching, we talk about how most movie theaters could open by mid-July, according to One Hollywood Group. Then we list the most rewatchable MCU movies. And then, of course, the least rewatchable ones. That's all this week on You Should Be Watching. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of You Should Be Watching. And just like last week, we are currently in the middle of GameSpot's Play For All event, which is going on through mid-July. And what we're doing right now is we're raising money for both Black Lives Matter and for COVID-19 relief. So we have links in the description below to donate to those two causes if you would please help us out or share the links if you can. Um, so moving on, let's go on to this episode. We're talking about what's on your TV. So Greg, what are you watching right now? Well, I just finished up um, Upload, so I just want to let everyone yeah. know. Yep. Did I you like it? It was great. Yes. I see the <laughs> it hype so behind fun. it. It's very cute. And I was upset at the ending just because I wanted to keep going. I had no idea that that was the <laughs> final episode. I just ran through the last four episodes in one day. Had it's no very clue. very vengeable. Yep. Very. And I had no idea, uh, no idea that that was the last episode or the way it ends on that cliffhanger. I was a little pissed off. But I can't wait for the next season whenever that happens. That's all yeah. I'll say on that. I, I really enjoyed it. I know you guys already talked about it over and over again. We even have a video that says why you need to watch it. So I watched it and it's great. So everyone out there, if you're listening right now, please go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It's a like an enjoyable binge watch that just takes your mind off of things and you just have a little bit of fun with sci-fi and humor. And uh, there's like a cute little romance story in there as well. Mm. Mm. Eh, looks like Greg Daniels, another version of, uh, well, The Good Place, I guess. But mm -hmm. even, yeah. I think it's better uh, so far. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what happens in the seasons down the line. But right. um, I really enjoyed it. And then from there, I did a double feature night. Um, Ooh. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, for our, our astronauts out there, we just had, we just, you know, we just launched a, a flight out. So I thought, you know what, let's watch Lucy in the Sky mm. and Ad Astra as a double feature. Which one um, did you like better? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, Lucy in the Sky. It, it, it got I, I saw the reviews already. It was like uh, I, I don't pay too close attention to uh, reviews when it's like thirty percent below. When it's a thirty percent below for Rotten Tomato, <laughs> I immediately go, "Oh, there must be a specific <laughs> scene which caused this to go down this way," and it, there sure was. Um, for for which one? For Lucy in the Sky. Okay. Lucy right. in the Sky has a below thirty um, Rotten Tomato score. Wow. Um, so critically that stood out or to from me. From fans. Critically, no. Just wow. Critically, yep. I think from fans, it's even lower. Um, oh my goodness. Now, the reason I can see why I understand why. Um, first of all, the plot and the uh, scenes just jump from you know moment to moment to represent you know uh, what was actually going on in the character's mind, Lucy at the time. It's based off of a real story, but it's very loosely based off of that real event, um, which you can look up. Um, but with that said, it, it's it's gorgeous. Um, it's very I guess you can say since it's Noah Hawley's first directorial debut, uh, he's. It's a little pretentious. They do the aspect ratio thing where they go or they go wide to boxed over and over again. But it, obviously the conceit there was to use it as a way to show like the vastness of space for widescreen and then going back to see how boxed it is for her and her mind is how everything's starting to you know, come together. And it's just juxtaposed, uh, juxtaposed over and over again between scene to scene where there's you feel like you're watching like um Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Uh, the <laughs> film you're just watching the uh, I think the extras it, where you mm -hmm. where everything's just from scene to scene to scene and that's it and that's how the movie just goes and the narrative just goes out the window which is fine. I thought it was great. 
Um, I see why everyone hated it. There's a scene in general where it's a uh, a sex scene that's uh, cut together around a training accident, which probably caused a few critics to just get up and walk out. Wow. Um, so I, I, I That's laughed. a choice. <laughs> it was, it's fine. Um, it's, but it's obviously one of those movies you're going to hear about like 50 years from now where everyone's saying, you know, on second thought, it's a master. So do you recommend gonna, it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please yeah, watch. I'm trying to figure it? out if, okay. you, yes. if you enjoyed this or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get it before because everyone's going to go, wait a minute, Greg. This movie, uh, it got just destroyed by the critics. And here's why. I'm just giving that out there. But when it comes to like, if you're going to enjoy it, probably not. I really would recommend watching them together, honestly. If you're, especially if you're a film student out there who wants to just see the difference between someone who's making their very first film and going from a very artsy background from what Noah Hawley has to um, switching gears straight up to Ad Astra, which is, a, you know, a James Gray film where it's just Brad Pitt on a heart of darkness apocalypse now uh, emotional and psychological journey in space to go find his daddy um, uh, from committing, stopping him from committing uh, genocidal space crimes. Completely wow. different. But I, I enjoyed that one a lot more, obviously. That one sticks to the more of the narrative structure where very beginning, accident happens, we get our main character, you find out what that main character has to do. They give him the, they give him the, you know, here's your call out to the wild to go do what you got to do. He gets his plans and he has to go do them. And that's it. It's great. So, being... if you're looking for a newer space movie, go with Ad Astra. Yes, or uh, since Father's Day is coming up, Dad Astra. It's <laughs> uh, fine. Dad Astra. <laughs> Um, I, I think this will be the last time I'm going to have movie night for a while, though, for uh, with my uh, significant other. She was uh, uh, none too thrilled with both of these films, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I did it. I, uh, that's all I'll say. Got it. Mike, have you seen either of those films? No, actually. Weirdly. Me neither. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've, what have you, you been like Ad Astra. I feel like I would probably enjoy both of those to different degrees. I just never got around to seeing Ad Astra. Mm-hmm last year but yeah they're, they're both on my list to catch up on i gotta go backward for a second though and and laugh a little bit about um upload because i feel like i just come on this show to um yuck your guys's yums and just like i feel like i think the last time i was on we talked about moulin rouge and how much i hate that movie right um, yeah and i just and I loved it. I forgot to say uh-huh. that too. But actually, go watch uh, Moulin Rouge because I remember we had that combo. None I think of us it's actually on HBO said Max, you watch right? it. Yeah, it's yeah. on HBO Max. Go watch it. I know. I said I said I liked it. Yeah. Ca- oh, counterpoint. Movie. Counterpoint. Don't don't do that at all. Um, <laughs> don't listen to him. Everybody, I'm coming. I'm coming out right now as uh, having absolutely hated upload. Uh, every, wow! Everybody else, oh. everybody else on our entire team, including the two of you, Matt, mm-hmm. Chris, and every yeah. other person who watched it, adores it. And I just couldn't. I watched eight out of ten episodes, and I'm I'm having trouble mm-hmm. mustering the will to finish it because I hated it so much. Well, I wanted to hate I, it. I, don't think, I wanted to I don't hate think it. The last two are gonna win you over. You wanted oh, to hate it, Greg. Like oh. I wanted to hate it. There are moments where I'm like, okay, this is too corny, and then it comes back around. And I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. 
uh, mostly the plot uh, more than anything. I think um, the love story is a little for, trite. I'm not going to lie. I, I, sure. I was, uh, yeah. It's just, okay, whatever. A lot of times when, and also because of the story itself, you know what's going to happen next a few points down the line because they kind of hit you over the head a little too much with the, um, especially the, uh, without giving any spoilers, um, they, they straight up, a character says something to one character and then five seconds later, that action is done. But I, it, it's, are you changing your own mind now, Greg? Or are you convincing yourself? No, that actually it was <laughs> no, 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 no. Watch. I upload. enjoyed it. No, 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 yeah. no. Can we do no, a whole video? <laughs> Can we do a whole video where I just break down every single thing that didn't make any sense in that show? If you want. Moving on. Hey, I'll join you in that. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Things that I'm things that I'm actually watching and enjoying quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, are twin peaks and avatar the last airbender i'm sort of doing Ooh. a joint um i'm watching that now both of which are shows that i have started in the past and never finished so twin peaks i watched season one and then dropped off during season two for obvious reasons um like a decade ago in college and never revisited it since and i recently finished season two finally um the journey was definitely worth it I found season two really difficult <laughs> to get through. Um, I But it's good context, so now you can watch The Return, which yes, is just so good. Exactly. So I, move, <laughs> yeah. I moved on to Firewalk with me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Weird, hard to get through. Interesting, mm-hmm. at least. Um, I then rewatched uh, What Did Jack Do? The David Lynch's Monkey thing on Netflix, the short <laughs> I film. I still haven't seen that. It's so good. I still haven't seen that. It's my favorite. <laughs> <Is> it? Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, are you? Or, or, have that. you ever been a part of the communist move? It's so good. <laughs> to Tatabon. It's so good. Um, I need to watch. And this. I'm excited to move on to to season three to the return. Um, I haven't started it yet. Sweet. Uh, so good. Yeah. It, so, so, Once you go from the, re- oh, go for it. Sorry. No, it's just something about Twin Peaks right now. Like this moment when we're all stuck inside and the world is burning and everything sucks. Something about like the the magic of like northwestern fir trees and a good cup of coffee and a slice of cherry pie is like really just sitting with me in the exact right way right now mm-hmm. so very true i just found it really so enjoyable d- so this was your first time finishing season two did you feel it was a chore getting episode to episode 100%. and you just like needed to power through to get to the end absolutely i was hooked i was hooked yeah. for the second time in my life i was hooked on season one and then as as soon as they reveal the killer and the show just becomes this like you can see the producers running around what do we do now yeah it just becomes this car- cartoonish pastiche of itself where like Nadine is in high school and doing gym cheerleading tryouts <laughs> and like James is like getting grifted by some lady and it just it, the whole like, melodrama with James. That was so weird. Oh, yeah, man, just yeah. like the soap Days of our lives. Dick, yeah. Dick, everything involving Dick Tremaine and like the <laughs> homicidal kid who he like big brothers for a while. Like all of it is just so stupid and so far away from what made the show good initially that it's it's no wonder it got canceled. Like none of that surprised me for a moment. He, he left and then came back for the final few episodes. What I want to ask you is gone. I, I have a, a like one or two things to say about Avatar, which is that it's extremely good and just like a wonderful palate cleanser. And I'm on season three and I love it. But I nice. I want to ask you guys about Twin Peaks. Like when did when did you, how close to its original release did you guys watch it? And the follow up to that is how the hell did you guys live with that cliffhanger <laughs> for 25 years or however long? 
I, I was too young to get into it. When it was first released, I was only about five or six. Yeah, so I didn't watch Twin Peaks same. until, um, I didn't watch Twin Peaks until I think 2009 um, was when I watched it. So it was a while after, um, but I it just seemed like something I was really into. Um, and I gave it a shot and I just like totally got hooked by it. Um, and I just powered through all the way through uh, the end of season two in, in um, one binge session over a, a course of like two or three weeks exactly yeah i think yeah college i had college and vhs tapes and uh i had a friend mm-hmm. when i i used to work at um borders uh the bookstore r.i.p um r.i.p yeah at the time <laughs> so and i had a, a friend there who would not stop talking about twin peaks over and over again until i finally just decided to watch it and then also i fell off from season two too but they told me or, like straight up like hey season two go sucks yeah. but go back and watch make sure to watch that too and then they told me the ending before i even watched uh, twin peaks in its entirety so i knew going into it how it was going to end so my mm-hmm. uh, my view of it was already skewed from there. what was what was um, the feeling going into the return of like this this crazy cliffhanger at the end of season two that hadn't that that had just been left hanging there for two and a half decades uh fire walk with me kind of gave us what david lynch really wanted twin peaks to be that's the moment and when you watch now twin peaks return you go Oh, I get it. Okay, sure. now mm-hmm. I see what David Lynch was trying to do here with yeah, that show and how it trained so It's the embodiment so of his vision. My, yeah, my, for sure, it's just my but... number one question going into the new show without spoiling anything is, is will, is Cooper's situation going to be dealt with? Like, how, mm. how can we jump 25 years into the future and possibly deal with the way that, that that situation was left? I'm really curious, so I'm excited to start it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to watch it. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm just floored by the fact that, you know, Laura mentioned See You in 25 Years and then they actually did it. They pulled it <laughs> which off. Which is insane, it's yeah. but it's so cool. It's so cool that it actually happened. I feel like it's on and... par with, with David Bowie, like, releasing his final album three days before he died, right? And, and like, that album came out and it's like, this could not have been planned like that music video where he's on his deathbed and then he literally dies it's like david lynch like planting this voice this one line of dialogue where it's like i'll see you in 25 years and then 25 years later he releases this thing it's like it's too it's so perfect that you you what literally could not and even characters plan are dying Char- characters are dying on the show for the return they're literally going out like they, they were able to yeah. cast a few people right before they passed like that that's so crazy it's just and the then, yeah, stars of, it's talked like about it every time things falling into the place. stars align yeah things falling into place that you couldn't you couldn't possibly plan and it just has to all work out in ways that are so far outside of anyone's control that um that's the reason why i i finally caught up yeah it's it's fascinating but yeah season three is just one of the craziest and most impressive things i've ever seen on television i it's hate like, calling it season three now no, I, know, I just don't the like... return <laughs> <laughs> it's it feels like an 18 part movie i'm so excited and i'm gonna watch um, every episode and then i'm gonna watch uh your breakdowns do it which i'm finally yeah, i want to do the breakdowns, breakdowns over i, I want to do, <laughs> do them over you want to do them over you want to do them over i want to do another round i want to do another it. Uh... okay let's do it i'll join i'll join for these we need videos just do it it's I'm, i allow it just do I'll, it i'll join for these we can do we can do the the <laughs> twin peaks the return it is. rewatch discussion series featuring micro show mm-hmm. yes dude <laughs> because it is yeah. it is pepe silva come 100 percent 
totally Pepe Sylvia for every breakdown for Twin Peaks. So just keep that in mind. Whiteboard. We're gonna need a digital whiteboard for this. Every week we thought, okay, maybe they're gonna get back to how the show used to be. So we're all just waiting and saying, this is what this means, and putting lines together. And no, that's that's not the way we should have done it. So I that's why I want to go back and do it again. I get it. Anyway, what are you watching, Justin? Um, hey, so yeah, I've. I wanted to watch a couple of things to just get my mind off of everything that's going on just for a little bit of an escape from reading Twitter and Reddit um, and what have you. But uh, I watched some more Miyazaki this weekend on HBO Max. Uh, I watched Porco Rosso and I thought it was really good and I'd never seen it before because it it was from 92. So it was a little before I started watching Miyazaki movies. Um, But it's so good. Um, It's about this ex-fighter ace who... uh, in, from World War One, turned bounty hunter, and he's an anthropomorphic pig. And so uh, in the English dub, that's um, the Disney dub that's available on HBO Max, Porco's played by Michael Keaton, and I think that's really fantastic. <laughs> I enjoy him playing this this fighter pilot pig. Um, Jack Frost. So I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> I didn't even think of Jack Frost. He's just doing good. such a good job as good. this fighter okay. pilot pig. You All don't right. even think about Perfect. Jack Frost. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, we're... Uh, I know. <laughs> I forgot about Jack Frost, but thanks for reminding me. Um, or, or don't. Or not. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, or I not. apologize. Uh, but no, he's really good in this. And then um, his rival in the dub uh, is played by Carrie Elwes, and he's very fun and campy. And But he also has this, uh, there's this gang boss that's played by Brad Garrett that's also hilarious. So I like it a lot. It's really wholesome. It's heroic. It has a lot of heart. It's very funny. Um, but it also has gorgeous animation and particularly the flight sequences are really, really cool to watch. Um, but yeah, it's just very under the radar in terms of Miyazaki movies. Everyone talks about Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro, but um, not a lot of people talk about Porco Rosso, and I feel like he should get more love. Um, never, and also, yeah, I, I have not yeah seen it's really one. good. Yeah, check it out for sure. I say, I say add it to your list. Uh, Greg, did you watch Kiki's yet? No, this weekend. Remember, uh, this weekend mm-hmm. uh, with my significant other, we watched uh, that double feature that I'll never, right. I'm not going to have any more <laughs> double features for a long time. So, but I think I can, we can do Mizia. We can do this this time around. Yes. I think we can get into everything Studio Ghibli. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they're just really good um, escapism right now and just very wholesome. Um, and speaking of things that are wholesome, I also watched Queer Eye season five, um, just three episodes this weekend. And it really was a good palate cleanser and mental break for me. Um, it's more of the same, but also I, I like that these episodes, yeah. yeah, they're in Philly, they're in Philly and they're, they're picking the people that they've chosen this season based on the first three that I've watched are kind of heroes in their own right. And people, um, that are working really hard to change their communities or help others as well. So I think it's, it's really cool that they've picked these specific people to work with. So like their tagline, it's not just a makeover, um, they're changing people's lives and they're helping with self-love and self-improvement. I think that's a really important thing to do right now. Um, there's a couple of episodes that I um, wanted to highlight that you should definitely check out. Um, Preaching Out Loud is the first one. It's about a gay pastor and they help him with his self-confidence and his imposter syndrome so that he can lead more confidently. And Karamo gathers like two other LGBTQ clergy members to meet him. It's just, it made me teary-eyed. It was really good. I watched that and episode. It's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That one got me. That one got me. It's so good. Um, 
the two other ones that I really liked that I watched were Groomer Has It about a mobile dog groomer and the North Philadelphia story about a man who was formerly homeless but now works to promote children's literacy and he finally got his own apartment. Um, they help him re reconnect with his childhood guardian uh, that had to give him up when he was 11. So it's just very, very heartwarming oh. stuff. Uh, a, it's lot heavy. Uh, a lot of tears. A lot of tears. tears are coming. All right, I'll get the Kleenex ready. It's so, it it's so good. It's just, it's really good stuff. And my partner had never seen Queer Eye before and he really got into it as well. Oh. All right, now on to this just in. And we've got a couple of stories this week. So the first one is that 90% of the movie theater market will be open by mid-July, according to one Hollywood group. So that's the National Association of Theater Owners. Uh, they believe that uh, they expect 90% of the global theater market to be open in time for Tenet's release on July 17th. So the CEO of Cinemark also went on to say uh, during an earnings call that he'd been speaking with Warner Brothers about Tenet and they remain optimistic about the movie coming to theaters on schedule in July. And then that also leads to Cinemark outlining their four-phase plan to reopen U.S. movie theaters starting on June 19th. And they project all Cinemark theaters will be open by July 10th. Uh, I feel like this is coming up real fast. What do you guys think? Uh, I so think we need to hear from some bigger chains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that leaves out a lot of theaters as far as concrete plans. And uh, I mean, it's optimistic. Um, it would be great. It would be great to usher in the return of going to movie theaters with that movie specifically, um, given everything we've seen about it and, and the history of Nolan movies in theaters and the just usually event film spectacle you know. of it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um i think that would be cool i uh, you know i think we're gonna feel weird going to theaters or or being definitely. in any public group for you know this Quite weekend. some time yeah well the past the past week or so's protests notwithstanding which a lot of people have broken quarantine to go do that which is great um but but even that feels different than the protests of the past um mm -hmm. so going to going to movie theaters is yeah. gonna be weird um, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're down there in L.A. right now, so you have a better like, picture of this than we do um, from the Bay when it comes to even theater change of how to get to a theater. Um, for I, I can't imagine how this is going to go down, or I don't know what kind of conversations they're having with Warner Brothers with Tenet, because I'm trying to figure out here, if this movie bombs, which it, it just might, um, who's what what assurances are they giving them here in these conversations here so go go don't worry about it just let's try to get people back in the theater see if it works out but i can't imagine it we're so close to this release in july i i this is tough because i i can see the, the ads now for it saying you know trying to rally uh, the rallying cry to get people back to the theaters mm -hmm. to go see this movie um but i just don't i don't know if you want to be the first out the gate like that especially for a movie that costs so much i'm assuming for uh I, I can't imagine who knows i we i'm not there with the budget for it but i'm just saying if this movie bombs i would assume that that's a lot of money gone right then and there so we'll uh i'm assuming the cinemark or these theaters are, are making that conversation right now saying this is what will happen if this so-and-so happens but mm -hmm. who knows you have to imagine warner wb would have a, a backup plan right if it bombs in in theaters because of yeah. the yeah. pandemic yeah. just it, like it, a really you know, early digital rental release, yeah it'll just right? they'll, they'll just mm -hmm. send it to digital i'm just sitting here trying to imagine eating popcorn wearing a mask yeah i probably yep. wouldn't <laughs> yeah i don't know if i could sit through <laughs> um like a two and a half to three hour film with a mask on comfortably. So I feel like people would just be taking them off 
throughout. Yeah, it's going to be weird. So yeah. do, yeah. We, do we leave a uh, an empty seat in between every group in the theater? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and then what's going to happen is someone complains and they, they have to go see a manager, say this person won't leave, put their mask on, this person don't. It's, it's a complicated mess that I hope mm-hmm. they figure out very soon. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is just one small part of it. Like movie theaters are just, yeah. you know, it's entertainment. Like there's a lot of things that matter a whole lot more. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. People uh, want things to do, but yeah, they're going to have to definitely enforce different things at the theaters, including 50% at least of the people that enter the theater at once. Um, and yeah, the spacing, how is that going to be figured out? Um, snacks. How do you snack without a mask? Maybe you just, don't maybe they don't allow snacking well if theaters aren't selling if they're not selling concessions yeah they're they're not making money anyway exactly like what's the point Mm -hmm. that's a very Uh, good point guys we are moving closer and closer to streaming uh becoming a bigger deal when it comes to big budget movies but it's just i think uh I, we're going through the the you know I don't know growing pains of this, but and also again for something like this, when it comes to the bigger picture, we are just you know the little violins playing right now, <laughs> right uh, for sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 an issue that I think they're going to try to figure out. Obviously, we we just saw this uh, a big battle unfold because of the movie <laughs> Trolls too. Uh, think right. about that for a second. <laughs> so Trolls World you know, Tour. <laughs> yeah come on yeah I, I don't know it just tenant just that's one of those things i just look at that movie in the trailer and how much money was spent and i can just see a producers going i don't know mm-hmm. if we want to be first <laughs> yeah. just just yet but yeah. we'll see I, I we'll see they may stick to their date and they probably have plans or like mike said already in advance for issues like this and they'll have something ready to go to drop it digitally maybe hbl max who knows mm-hmm. if something goes awry I think I'd sooner go back to a drive-in theater than to a regular movie theater. Same. Yeah. Same. And they just started opening those back up um, yep. up here in the Bay Area. So I think, like, I, I just checked out what they had, but, you know, they were showing all old stuff. But I would probably go once they f- f- have something that I want to watch. All right. On to the next story. We've got uh, Marvel star Chris Evans is discussing if he will play Captain America again. I think it's pretty easy to guess what he said. So he said that because he went out on such a high note with the character, he's unlikely to play him again. So the quote was, it was a great run. We went out on such a high note that it would be risky to revisit it, in my opinion. So he said this to the Graham Norton show. And he said it was such a good experience. And I think it's better left that way. I think he's absolutely right. I think it'd be super weird to bring him back. What do you guys think? No, no, no. I mean, I no, would no. just argue about it being a high note. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a note. It's a note. I mean, uh, when you, yeah, uh, I can't imagine he's going to come back to no. this unless the mm. money's right. Now they can, you know, pull a Brinks truck up to his house and sure, he'll come back. He'll be like, all right, cool. Sure. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> but I don't think that's happening anytime soon. And I really do think they are planning ahead for the future uh, of what they're going to do for their real, a real new phase here um, for the French, for everything Marvel. Um, again, Fantastic Four. I don't see... I don't see where they're going to go with Captain America if they need to bring him back unless they do another storyline where it's like we're something with uh, Rhodey or something down the line where they have to go back in time again. (laughs) (laughs) They can always go back in time. again. they put that in the script. They literally did it in for Endgame to have that. They had it in the script so they could just go back to him in the future if they ever wanted to with a different cap. Picture 10, 10, 15 years from now, the MCU, you know, Payoff, pay, the the payoffs are getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans' career maybe petering out. 
it's time for the resurgence, okay? But he's getting a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Is there, oh. is there a version of Captain America? No, just say, fine. Somewhere in the 1970s, some kind of, you know, he goes back in time. Yeah. Yep. Hangs out with Peggy, ruins her whole life, changes the timeline. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No one cares. Okay. Except for me and uh, our colleague, Meg Downey. Nope. <laughs> Kevin we'll Feige, be, that's money. He's like, no, I don't care. We will be grinding this axe for the rest of our lives. <laughs> My point is, there's decades of alternate American history where Captain America is hanging out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, never say never. He ages if he ages <laughs> starting in the uh, 40s, you know, post World War II when he comes back. His his age, they could they could pick an era where his age would match Chris Evans' yep. age in a decade and, or so, and pop him right and out. out. And then yeah, <laughs> exactly. We pop have the adventures. Right we have the adventures of middle aged Captain America mm-hmm. as a period piece. That's all I'm saying. I know we're we're being cynical, but this is what's going to happen. I'm not. They're I'm being 100 percent serious. Yeah, <laughs> this is. They're gonna do it. I think they're it's going, a good idea. I think it would it, be cool. I think it would happen. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna happen. They're yeah, they're gonna back that truck up and they're like, hey, you're not doing anything. Here's some like, money. Fi- yeah, uh, Fast Let's and the Furious. How they reboot? Of course he's done. Of course he's done right now. Come to Disney yeah, Plus. He went, out, he went out on a high note for his bank account, if mm-hmm. not for the story of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And okay, now I'm being cynical. <laughs> see, see, we gotta <laughs> see. It's just gonna happen like a Fast and the Furious franchise. I don't remember which one it was where everyone started coming back. Um, whenever that happened, that's just what's gonna happen with MCU at some point. Somewhere if in the we, middle, they're like, yeah. "Who cares? They died. We'll bring it. It doesn't matter." The first time you thought someone was dead and they came back. These are movies based <laughs> on comic books. Yeah, like exactly. why? Exactly. Why not? Why it's the not? whole thing about like how can you kill a vampire? However you want, it's your own script. Just write whatever you want for how a vampire. <laughs> it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Captain America, go back in time, grab him, and then you start your next battle with him in a new timeline. Doesn't matter. Great. It's, it's he's whatever. coming back. We predicted it. He's coming back. Printing money. We're printing money here, people. <laughs> All right, on to the next segment, which is you should be watching. And this week we're talking about the most rewatchable MCU movies. So that was a good segue from the news to this. We'll also be talking about the least rewatchable MCU movies after that. But first, let's go to our favorites and basically the ones that we can always come back to again and again. There are many MCU movies, but which ones do you usually put on first? So I like to revisit Thor Ragnarok. I think that's on all of your lists, yep. is, if, I, if I'm correct. Yeah, well, I, I, like... I looked at the list that you and Greg had put together <laughs> yeah. and, and realized that all three of us were just going to list like the, the same, same thing. Three, three movies, which is Thor, Ragnarok, Guardians, and Infinity War. So I deleted those. <laughs> I wrote those and then looked at yours and then deleted them and came up with some other ones. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah, we want to list as many as we can. But yes, yeah, I think we're all in agreement that Thor, Ragnarok... And Guardians One are on all three of our lists, right? I don't, I don't know yes. if Infinity War is on Greg's list. Is it? Infinity War? He, he, no, actually, no, mm, no, not okay. Endgame or Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Infinity War is a much better film. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would go back to it all the Got time. It. Uh, so <laughs> the two that we all have in common and we can agree and put on this list of yes. Definitely mm-hmm. rewatch these are Thor Ragnarok and Guardians One. Yep, hundred so percent. They're the two yeah, funniest. Let's just dip right? into why. Yeah, they are the two funniest. I feel like yeah, that's what they both have in common. Is that they have their own voice so, too. They have yeah. their own voice, distinct they, their voice from their creator. Yeah, yeah, they're very unique. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell who directed these movies, and they put so much of themselves into it. And I think that really lends to it. But without 
like completely taking it over, right? It's it's not um, a case of that. It's more like they play to the strengths of the cast and it's just really funny. Um, I love Thor Ragnarok so much. Um, I love Korg and um, I love Guardians 1 a lot. I think that they all just have a really good rapport together and bringing that team together for the first time is just so enjoyable to watch. I like Thor Ragnarok more now than I did at the time. At the time, I thought some of the CGI was kind of wonky and I love Kate Blanchett, but I thought she was that, you know, her character was just not out of character. That- Three dim- like she was just kind of two-dimensional she was just kind of a boring villain to me as much fun as she had chewing all the scenery um but the the positive the things about that movie that i liked when it came out have just aged really well i think especially compared with some of the, you know some other funny mcu movies which i'm sure we'll talk about um as far as as far as guardians it's hands down my favorite mcu movie the one that i can can and have just watched over and over um, I think I saw the sequel once, so I don't care about that at all. Guardians 1, I've seen dozens of times and will continue to rewatch forever. It's it, it, To me, it's like head and shoulders above every other MCU movie as far as like heart, mood, writing, humor, the characters that I love. Everything about it is just... How could we have predicted this? Of all movies uh, that were coming down the line for, I remember no, when they greenlit it. When they greenlit it. this, I was like, a raccoon, a talking raccoon, yeah. and a tree. A tree. Right. And when I, that got <laughs> when that got announced, like I'm not as familiar with the comics as a lot of people, and I was like, there, yeah. this is the dumbest idea I've ever. <laughs> They're like, wow, they're they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is no I thought, way I thought, this is, going this is to work. Disney. This is all yeah. Disney. They just wanted to sell toys. Screw this uh-huh. friend. And then the movie comes out, and you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to shut up and just take mm-hmm. it and see what's going on here with James Some- Gunn. I because it was James Gunn too that really took me and go, okay, this is now I see where they're going with this. But still, I did not see this coming at all. Sometimes I love being yeah. wrong as much as I love being right. Yeah, <laughs> all good. <laughs> Yeah, I loved being pleasantly surprised and walking out of that movie and being like, wow, I think that's my new favorite Marvel film. And to <laughs> yeah, this day, yeah. it's top tier. Right like from it, the, I bounce back the title, every... the, the title credits, right from the yep. opening titles, I thought, oh, this is going to be my favorite movie. I, yep. Just from there, the jump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I bring up uh, Iron Man 1, the original? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. that holds I, up. I love Iron Man 1. Besides, besides Guardians 1, Iron Man 1 is the one that I've rewatched the most because... I think there's something refreshing about it in retrospect. The fact that it's not dependent yet on the full weight of the, you know, epic journey that that was to come and all of the other things coming together and everything combining. There's something pure about the first Iron Man movie. It was so surprising at the time. Um, Iron Man was not like an A-list character, really. Um, People didn't know. I didn't know much about it going into that movie and it was just like, oh, like this is this is that was good, you know. It's just yeah, it's, yeah. this it is stands... around Nolan's time. This is Nolan had the Batman franchise at the moment. Yeah. So when Iron Man came out, we're like, all right, whatever. Jeff Bridges yeah, and, up in there. Yeah, and in development, it was like Robert Downey Jr. was a risk at the time. They're just like, oh, are you sure? And like they wanted yeah. Tom Cruise, right? So this is 
it all came together. Oh, that would have been you're, awful. You're absolutely right. Oh god, I know, I know. It oh, I remember really being bad. in the. I remember being in the boards for like coming soon. We wanted the guy, the actor from uh, uh, the Mummy, uh, one of the actors from the Mummy to play the character of Tony Stark. It was. It's a long road how we got to Robert Downey Jr. And still, mm-hmm. from look at us, look where we're here now. From that movie just together. that movie just stands on its own, and yeah. it established a lot of things that that mattered later. But like in the moment, it's just it's it's a it's a really just good movie that is it's like if I'm rewatching Avengers, okay, now I'm going to go rewatch five other things, but I can just yeah. put Iron Man on and legitimately, I just enjoy watching that movie. Yeah, also, it's just a staple of an MCU rewatch. It's great to watch it come full circle from that film. Um, yeah. What else is on your list, Mike? Um, I had Black Panther on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one so of the, you and Greg both same. have that on your lists. Mm-hmm. Yep. For me, because you just... don't need to jump into everything else for that one either. For yeah, the, that... the most part, you don't need to. It mm-hmm. also stands alone pretty well. That one yeah. was was so exciting um, when it came out. I so that's recent enough that that I was working here. We were all working together, um, and and when that movie came out, it was just like I remember being in the theater still the first time I saw it. And it was just electricity, like the excitement around that movie. And so for me, part of rewatching that movie. It's just reliving that feeling of of watching it for the first time and feeling like it was a moment of cultural significance. Like, obviously, it took too long for them to make this movie, you know, starring a black superhero. But when it finally happened, like, it felt so momentous. And, like, I can nitpick things about that movie that I don't like. But overall, it just, it felt, it feels like this cultural moment that was so like positive and warm that I just love revisiting it. I remember before it broke off or um, I remember when we had a few cons um, prior to it with Black Panther. uh, I was, everyone's wondering whether it was going to take off. People were going to really be into Black Panther. I remember uh, seeing a huge crowd of people waiting for Black Panther stuff to come out. And it was mostly, I I noticed too, it was all all at the time it was white people. And I thought, oh man, this movie's actually going to take off because I could see everyone (laughs) so excited. I had no, I had no idea because I thought I knew about Black Panther. I was waiting on Black Panther. I was like, what about, I was like, screw Ant-Man. Where's Black Panther? And it didn't happen. (laughs) So when it finally did in the trailer, at this point, I'm just like tired. I, I was like, I wonder what this is going to be. What's what, what are they trying to do here with this franchise? And I just remember seeing the zeitgeist and the, the, just the hype for it start to kick in. And it, it really wasn't. I just noticed it was like, yeah, a lot of white people. And I was like, oh, wait, this is OK. So this might actually like take off. And sure enough, it did. Box office, everything. Um, I can't wait for I have no idea what they're going to do for a sequel. Uh, with that said, I have n- Good luck. Uh, there's a lot they can go with. I, I'm now excited for it. There's a lot they can do here, but I don't know what is going to make it into a Disney Marvel film. So that's what I, I'm curious with. I want to see what Coogler can do with the next one because this is the big mm-hmm. test. Greg, I want to point out I want to point out that you said screw Ant-Man, but you do have Ant-Man. Yeah, but he's on your list. I was he's on my list. Yes, and here's why. <laughs> go ahead. Tell us. Two words. Tell Paul. us why Ant-Man is... Two words, Paul Rudd. That's yeah. it. His existence is the reason. <laughs> and let me tell yeah, you, no one would fair. care about Ant-Man at all, at all, if it oh, wasn't absolutely. Paul Rudd. If they had any other actor. Yes. 
It's Paul. Listen, as long as he's around, sure, I'll be there. I because from the <laughs> beginning, I thought Ant Man. The only thing I want to hear from Ant Man is the beginning of an Avengers film where everyone's coming out of like it just opens up at a funeral for Ant Man or Tony Stark's making a joke. <laughs> oh, I guess we got to go find the guy who killed him. Sorry, and then they just move on to their mission. But now that Paul Rudd's in the role, yes, of course I'm going mm-hmm. to be there for each movie. And they stand, they hold up. They it, they're just comedies with Paul Rudd, and he gets to play Ant Man. That's all this is. <laughs> they figured out their avenue. They know what they're doing here with this franchise, and I don't think we're going to see any other Ant Man movies if Paul Rudd doesn't want to come back in the future. So, Greg, you wrote Ant Man movies. Do you like Ant Man and the Wasp as much as the original? Or are those on par? Uh, Ant Man Two holds up for me a little bit more because of just Walter Goggins. Uh, I'm sorry, his character, uh, he's just hamming it up for the screen. Um, same thing when it comes to uh, uh, God, Kate uh, Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok. They they know what's going on. They know what they want, and they know what the director wants, and they just go with that. So uh, I did not like the villain in Ant Man, uh, the first Ant Man movie, compared mm-hmm. to what we Very got in the second one. Yeah. Very much so. I actually am blanking. I don't even remember who it was. And yellow uh, one yellow jacket, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd's in it. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Ant-Man movies are super rewatchable, but I do love Paul Rudd, so I will agree with you there. Uh, okay. Mike, what else do you have on your list for rewatchable films? Um, I'll bring up two more real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Yes, because yeah. it's hundred percent. Just it's one of the best. I rewatched uh, rewatch it recently. Um, we're we're doing like family rewatches, um, and we just we literally started with Iron Man many weeks ago, and we're working our way through. And we we got to Winter Soldier recently, and that that movie just holds up in almost every way. So it's easy to rewatch. And then uh, Spider Man Homecoming because it's just delightful. <laughs> It is. That movie's adorable. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah. It's just and good. Yeah. It is. And Tom Holland is just a perfect Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I grew I grew up with Toby. I I know I acknowledge this and I respect Toby, but I think Tom Holland's my favorite. For easily. Because yeah. he's easily actually, you know, uh, you know, a teenager. Right, because he doesn't yes. look like he feels like <laughs> a twenty nine year old man in this playing film. a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's, very true. Yeah, Winter Soldier is like the best Tom Clancy movie that never happened. That makes any sense? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it feels Winter like Soldier's a it feels fantastic. like a Bourne movie. Yeah. yeah. Better. It's better but, than the Bourne movies. I, I think. Agree. I think it gets a. I think it gets a little bit silly when the I forget the guy's name, but like that not that German scientist is like Zemo. He, yeah, he's like a he's like a retro AI thingy. That doesn't make oh, any that's, sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, that's, though. That's yeah. It's okay. Whatever. Hi, it's, it's me, Mr. To, it's a Mr. comic book movie now. That's the part there. Okay, here's the comic book stuff we got to add to here, this movie. We got to make sure to put that in there or we're gonna, our rating's going to change. Do you remember thinking that they killed Nick Fury the first time you yeah. saw that? Like, yeah, I thought he died. Oh, I, I guess they too. just killed... I mean, they literally showed him... <laughs> flatline and all the doctors like i still have questions about that like were all the doctors actors or Mm. possibly they're all in on it doesn't matter it doesn't matter comics Uh uh-huh it's fine it's totally fine (laughs) all right so that's our list of most rewatchable um now we're gonna switch over to least rewatchable on the other side of the coin so just these are ones that you just never choose to rewatch uh they don't have to 
necessarily be ones that um, are the worst, but they might be. Um, I personally have never seen The Incredible Hulk, and I'm here to admit that. Um, it's not good. But I, I just don't feel like watching it. <laughs> you know that. I just don't feel like I have to, right? I, I mean, feel like it's it's like outside of, of that entire storyline now. Like, I feel like it's not really part of it. There's, there's nothing from that movie that you need to know in order to move forward. Not right? really, no. No. Everything you need to know about the Hulk, you can read, you can learn from the back of the box, like the DVD case, <laughs> to to understand yeah. his role, you know, in future MCU movies. And that movie's just not, it's not terrible by the standards of like, you know, early aughts superhero movies, but it's just, it doesn't hold a candle to anything that came afterward. In the MCU, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's what I assume. So I just feel like no need to actually watch it, but I probably should at some point just yeah. As a completionist to like essentially for, plat- like for history, yeah, for yeah, history, you should watch it because yeah, that was a film where again, Ed right. Norton, it existed. Chastity, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you off the hook, Chastity. You yeah. don't, you don't need I don't to. Have to. You're good. Okay, sweet. I, right. I absolve you, you know of what? this responsibility. Thank you. Let it go. There's so many other things that I want to watch. Yeah, I'm man. telling you the opposite. Like no, go watch, watch it. it. You need to. I would for the history. Do your homework. Do your homework. <laughs> Watch the damn movie. Just Don't listen get it to Greg. Listen to me. <laughs> Ed Norton tried to write his own MCU franchise, basically, and they booted him out. <laughs> they told him that's enough. <laughs> and they hired uh, Ruffalo because of this. And that's where we... Uh, I'm sure if Ed Norton knew uh, this is what the MCU was going to be, um, he probably would have shook hands and said, okay, that's fine. Thank you very much for your time. I will head on out. Um, but he didn't know that at the time period. So he thought he can just like, go... this is a how many year investment? Uh-huh. Yep, he didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, true <laughs> enough. Um, but along those lines, uh, ones that I never rewatched, Thor The Dark World is on my list. Um, Age of I re- Ultron. I rewatched Thor The Dark World recently wow. because we're just doing them all what in do order. You think? Why? Yeah. Why? It, has, it, it has moments. Like, it's not terrible. It's just they hadn't figured out what to do with Thor yet. Thor in those movies is such a wet The blanket. tone's weird. Yeah, the, the tone is super weird. It's not funny. It's super, it's super serious. And uh, apologies about the dogs, by the way. Hopefully that's not, <laughs> not coming through. It's, we don't mind. It's inevitable in my house. Um, <laughs> it's it, They hadn't figured out the tone yet. And that movie has way too much action. Like, it's just like endless fights with the with with the but not in a good way elves yeah, yeah and it, they're, it's yeah. just super boring action like there's just not a lot going on there and i don't blame natalie portman for like finishing that and be like well i'm done here yeah for sure <laughs> and, and until like she was offered a way more interesting thing to do for the upcoming um love and thunder fingers crossed <laughs> yeah hope it happens hopefully that happens hope it happens yeah um mike what's on your list of not (laughs) watchable or at least rewatchable you mentioned age of ultron and like the flaws of that movie just get more and more glaring over time (laughs) and it like the it's so clear that they spent way too much time in that movie trying to set up things that wouldn't pay off for like years like they 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 introduced they introduced wakanda in that movie for some reason and it's like you know i love black panther but like that didn't need to get brought up that early like andy circus's character is in there um and there's just like example after example of of things that like 
my favorite subplot from that movie is when Thor goes and gets Professor Skarsgård and then they go to a cave <laughs> and they and he just like takes a bath while the professor just watches. That's so random. And it's like it's like you can oh, he- yeah. you can see you can hear them in a boardroom going like, "Okay, we need to we need to like introduce the Infinity Stones in a uh ex- in an explicit narrative way that people will understand." <laughs> Okay, well, let's start throwing out, out ideas, right? Like, we could have a character from the cosmic side come over and explain it. We could have a collector cameo. We could have the Guardians get introduced. We could have, you know, any number of things. Actually, we could have Thor <laughs> hop in a jacuzzi. We'll get Hemsworth without money. a shirt That's on. Not- <laughs> he'll have a vision, and then he'll tell everyone about it. Easy peasy. And then we can, like, shoot Done. it, like, on a lot somewhere <laughs> yep. in the off season, And, like... <laughs> It's just, it's so clumsy and stupid, and I hate it, and I hate rewatching that movie. Yeah, I don't like rewatching that movie either. Um, I also added to my list uh, Doctor Strange. I just like, I think it's a one and done for me. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's rewatchable. It's trippy. That's all. I mean, yeah. if, if you guys have the, if you, if, uh, um, 420 already passed, so I don't bring that up, but I'll, you <laughs> know where we, I'm going. We with live this. in California. It's, weed is legal. You can just say, it just say, it's a trippy movie. Um, yeah. Just wait on Adam Warlock, which will be, it's going to dwarf everything you've ever seen <laughs> when it comes to, I know they're going to. Uh, I, I can't wait for Sam Raimi's um, take on Doctor mm. Strange that's coming. Yeah, multiverse of madness. Yeah. Like I that's that going to be, be crazy. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I like um, Doctor Strange. It has some cool visuals, but like, yeah, I yeah. agree with you in I the just, sense that I don't think I've. For me. I don't think I've rewatched it since it came out. It's enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, okay, that was fine. I just don't need to watch it again. What about what about um, Endgame? Yeah, yeah, I, I can watch I Endgame. You're right, I can watch. I, it, I could but... watch that. I could watch that, but like I, it's not my first choice. Um, but there's a lot of you know there are pieces that I don't like about it, but there are pieces that I really love about it. So it's, it's really half and half for me. There, the highs are high, the lows are low. Um, so I I don't usually choose to rewatch that, but I'm down to when someone hasn't. Like my partner only watched it once, and I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll watch it with you. I find that I find the time travel logic or the lack gets of- worse. Time travel logic. Time heist, yeah. Way too annoying. As like as like a sci-fi fan, first and foremost, above all else, they really botched that aspect of it. Um, you know, and it gets a lot of character and emotional beats right, but the time travel just doesn't make it doesn't follow its own rules, and I find it I find it too annoying. It's my it's my it's my nitpicky brain again. I find but I just find it too irritating to rewatch because of that. Gotcha. Greg, what's on your list? Oh, for uh, not to go back to? Well, uh, Mm -hmm. we talked about Iron Man, uh, but Iron Man 3. Sorry, Shane Black. I love Shane Black, but Iron Man 3, (laughs) they tried. They really, really tried. But I I love the fact that how people got upset at the Mandarin stuff. The Mandarin Uh, stuff was weird. (laughs) It was weird. uh, But at the same time, too, using uh, now looking back at it, doing the whole, again, this feels like an episode of 24, the terrorist time, like the the, the whole terrorist aspect of the film. Uh, It just doesn't hold up at all. All today yeah so it's that's one of the one. things it's it's rough mm-hmm. to watch that kind of stuff those scenes at least with the mandarin um even now going back i'm sure disney they're like wow we we should have just left this out entire which is haven't haven't used that character at all i don't know why they did it um mm-hmm. looking back at it now they're trying to fix it um uh, rectify it with um oh god it's not it's um oh god who uh, is showing what's the franchise they're coming out with right now or they were uh Shang-Chi? For, was it was it wait 
yes, and they're going to bring him back there um, as a new character. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, go for it. But I think Iron Man 3 really, uh, there's not much there to go back to, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some cool one-liners from tony uh but that's it that's all you get we had no i mean uh you know to play devil's advocate we had some people on staff who were very excited about the cameo from that random kid in uh in endgame i didn't even make that connection because i completely i know well we had pretty much people liked it hyped about that for some there was a little bit of an argument there was a little bit of an argument because we put in a headline that that there was an iron man 3 easter egg uh in endgame and some people got mad that that was a spoiler and i i specifically i said who cares about iron man 3 and a couple of people popped up and said we do so uh you know apologies to those people it just goes to yeah for sure it just goes to show that you know any any of these movies is somebody's favorite I don't even know that character's name. I don't know that kid's name. Oh, no. Yeah. To be clear, Iron Man 3 sucks, in my opinion. (laughs) And I could not tell you anything about it if I hadn't just rewatched it like three weeks ago. But, uh, you know, each their own. His headquarters blows up. Um, That's the big thing. It it blows up. Uh, Pepper Potts gets a suit. The suits start exploding at the end. It's 100% his fault, too. He's like, he literally goes on TV and goes, come at me, bro. And it's like, yeah. So they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the movie yeah, with the missiles. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Not great. Uh, any Anything else on either of your nah. lists? No. This is now thinking of Iron Man 3 and that horrible storyline of the villains. I just think they need to bring back Norman Osborn so badly. They really need to bring him back. Just have him fight <laughs> Tony or whatever or, or the Avengers and call it a day. I'm tired of all these like uh, Thanos and because uh, we're gonna get Galactus next. Let's just please mm-hmm. just just do Norman Osborn. Just call I it love how you're rallying for Norman Osborn every single <laughs> week now. <laughs> it's a good. It's a wise choice. I'm telling you. I'll I'll sign the petition. I I agree to sign the petition for Norman Osborn. I support you, Greg. Whatever you say. I support your support. You sure about that? Osborn. Whatever I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I may regret that. We yeah, because we're gonna come back around for that Justice League Snyder cut. Uh, we're all gonna be on on call for that one when that finally oh, happens. God. So, so we'll Ryan, have a nice little spoiler Ryan chat will, for R- that. Ryan will never let me live that down. Justice League is good. It's such a relief to say that. It feels good for me. It's good for you. Justice League is good. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So Mike, what have you worked on recently that you want people to check out? Um, well, in the absence of new releases, really, in all mm-hmm. sectors of the entertainment industry, um, my team and I, I lead the editorial team on the entertainment side at, at GameSpot, and we've sort of turned to classics. Um, we've revisited a lot of older movies recently, uh, everything from The Dark Knight to the Warcraft movie. Um, things that came out years ago that we still feel nostalgia for, we have a lot of fondness for, or, or whatever, and we've kind of just been digging through a lot of those old favorites with a fine-tooth comb and and do, giving them the Easter egg gallery treatment. So, uh, you know, if you've been re-watching any, any classics recently, um, head to GameSpot.com and check out some of our galleries. And if you have any suggestions, uh, you can always hit us up. All right, Greg, how about you? What are you working on that you want to plug? 
Well, uh, I think you already know what I'm working on, everybody. American mm-hmm. Horror Story. Uh, we're doing a hotel right now at this very moment. And I'll also be working actually outside of this. I'll be doing a black exploitation video on the history of black exploitation. So I can't wait to get started on that, too. Uh, but for now, a lot of AHS. Uh, is, it's still on the uh, docket at the moment uh, for us on GameSpot Universe, at least on YouTube. For sure, yeah. Um, and just another mention that Play For All is going on. So check out GameSpot.com or YouTube.com slash GameSpot for all of our charity live streams, which are going on Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. So please check those out and donate if you can. Donation links are in the, the description below. Um, if you have any comments or questions or suggestions for this show, please email email us at ysbw at gamespot.com. That's ysbw at gamespot.com. If you're watching, please, you can listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Or if you are listening already, you can watch this podcast at youtube.com slash gamespotuniverse. And you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at chastity underscore V. And Mike? I'm at Rogue Cheddar. And Greg? I'm at Greg Spot Thomas. Thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.